0: Hello, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to this week's Impact Ministries Cyber Church Ministry. A lot of people say, what is Cyber Church? Well, Cyber Church is what you're doing right now. You're connecting with God. You're studying the Word of God. You're developing yourself. Whether you're doing this alone in your living room, you and your spouse, you and your family, or whether you're using this as an group, that's what Cyber Church is. We bring the message to you from one place, but it goes all over the world at the same time. Today, we're going to be talking about breaking free from your emotional Past. And of course, everybody knows that most of what we're dealing with right now in life is based on some trauma from the past. Basically, it's a form of post-traumatic stress syndrome. When you have a trauma in the past that's affecting you today and stressing you today and creating negative experiences, it's a post-traumatic stress. And you gotta deal with these emotions. You gotta break free from these emotions if you're ever going to come to the place where you can make the decision for life and blessing. I'll be right back and I'm gonna share more with you in just a minute. This is usually the part where I give you the opportunity to download a free message. But this month, I am going to let you download an entire complete free series, one of my very best series on goal setting. It's called Power Tools for Goal Setting. I'll tell you, this is the stuff I teach people in workshops and charge a lot of money for it in businesses so people can learn how to live their dreams. The special offer that I'm gonna have for you this month, Choose Life, is a great series and you're gonna need this information, but this series on goal setting, really, you just need it. You just need to have it along with this information. So I don't want you spending that much money, I just want to give it to you. And the only way you can get this is to download my free mobile app and to say yes to the push notifications, or if you already have my mobile app, go in and check yes to the push notifications so that we can be sure and get this to you. This is going to help you live your dreams. Remember now, we're talking about the supernatural power of making decisions. This is all based on Deuteronomy 30, where God says, I set life and death, blessing and cursing before you. You're the one that's got to choose. And he says, I hope you'll choose a life so that it'll go good with you and so that you'll love me and so that your descendants will live long and all these wonderful things will happen. And, you know, when we started studying this, we, we opened up this reality that, you know, most of what we have been waiting on God to do, and most of what we've been trying to use our faith to get him to decide, in fact, He's already made the decision. He's written it in a book called the Bible. He's established it through the process of the new covenant. Jesus gave his life to bring it about. And all that's left is really for us to believe and make decisions based on what God has already done. And that's the whole core of learning to make decisions that bring in the supernatural power of God. So we want to make decisions based on the finished work of Jesus. And we wanna always, in every situation, we wanna choose life, we wanna choose the good outcome. You know, one of the things that you can do, go back to the book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 28, which is what most people use to drag you back to legalism, and read all those curses, And then just remind yourself, I am delivered from all of these curses because I'm in Jesus. I'm under a new covenant, not because I do everything right, but because I'm in Jesus, I'm delivered from them. And then go to all the promises for everybody that does everything right and remind yourself, Jesus did everything right. He received all these promises and I'm in him. So all the promises are yes. So now all that's left for me to do in every situation, since I know and believe that all the promises are mine, is simply to choose choose the blessing. And as I've said so many times, if you don't choose the blessing, by default, you choose the curse. If you don't choose life, by default, you have chosen death. Now, I want you to understand, we define reality primarily by our past experiences. As a matter of fact, the brain works in such a way to keep life as we see it and experience it within the parameters of the past, because that is a known and safe world to us. You know, I've said this to you many times. The brain always seeks to protect your ego, and so your brain wants you to see things the way you've always seen them, so you can feel right and have that false sense of being safe. You say, "Well, why did God make us that way?" God didn't make us that way. When man fell, he became flesh, and suddenly his soul has. Emotions and feelings became dominated by the five senses of the flesh. So now we have this need to be right so that we feel safe. And we approach everything in the world based on these five senses to reaffirm everything that we've experienced in the past to be true and to be safe and to be right. We made the right decision. We did the right thing, you know, no matter what the outcome is. So basically, we live in what I call an emotional loop. And I'm going to explain this loop to you in a few minutes, but for right now, just understand this. This loop keeps recreating the past or keeps the past reoccurring so that we live it over and over and over again. Now, Jesus said it this way, to him who is given, more will be given. Now, That is such an incredible paradox. To him who has, more is given. You know, basically, as much as anything, that just means whatever you have, you get more of. Now, it's not God doing the giving. It is just the way your mind, the world, all things work. And in the Greek language, it kind of indicates that this comes to us from ourselves. It just occurs. Now, this is an incredible paradox because... It's really one of the most counterintuitive biblical concepts. And it's found in the parable, the sower and the seed. And Jesus talks about the sower. And, you know, we all know he goes out and sows seed. And, you know, the fowls of the air get that to sown on the stony ground. And then, you know, then the cares of life choke things out and that sort of thing. But ultimately, Jesus comes down and he explains. He says, now, the degree of thought, study, and meditation that you give to this is going to determine how much you're going to get back. And then he follows that with this statement, to him who has, more will be given. And like I said, in practical application, 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 that just gets down to one thing. You keep getting more of what you've got. But I want you to understand something. You're not getting more of what you've got because of your environment. You're not getting more of what you've got because you live in a poor part of town. You're not getting more of what you've got because you are a minority. You're not getting more of what you've got because you don't have a good education. You are not getting more of what you've got based on any of these natural factors. You are getting more of what you've got. If you put that scripture in context, because of what is in your heart. See, the main truth in the parable of the sower is that you can sow the seed in your heart by the degree of thought study, and meditation that you give to it. And that means you can change what you've got in your heart. Now, the problem is people who grow up poor or in poor families tend to stay poor all their life. Why? Because they define themselves and the world around them based on their past experiences. People who have had a background of sickness tend to have a future with weakness and sickness. Why? Because we define Reality, and we define ourselves by what we've experienced in the past. You know, that's been one of the greatest struggles of my life is I was born with a kidney disease. And when you come into this world sick, when your first breath you breathe, you are sick. When the first years of your life you spend in and out of the hospitals struggling for your life and then you carry that into the future, you don't know who you are apart from that. And any of us can have an environment, and even in my case, you know, a genetic situation where I have an excuse. I have a reason for being this way, and I didn't do anything wrong to get here, so it's easy to cling to these excuses. But the real problem is, it's not what our environment is. It's not what's going on around us. It's not even what our history is. It's what we believe in our heart. So this is really a catch-22 from which there seems to be no means of escape. But you know what? Because God created us in His likeness and image, because we can change anything about our lives from our heart, man, there is always a way. Now, one of the most challenging things that you're ever going to discover is that everyone has equal potential. Now, the moment the government or anybody else says, I'm, we're going to make everybody have an equal outcome. At that moment, they are trying to usurp the position of God in your life because we are all responsible to believe for ourselves. That's why the Bible says, work out your own salvation. you got to work this out. But we have all have the same potentials for opportunity or for destruction. You see, our circumstances don't limit that potential. They simply alter the journey that we're going to make as individuals. You see, when God created the world, and if you studied any quantum science, you know this. When God created the world, all the potentials for all things already exist. Nothing else has to be created for us to experience anything we just have to make decisions about what we're going to experience. You know, and by the way, I base that on Ecclesiastes 9 11. I love this. He says, I returned and I saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor the bread to the wise, nor riches to the man of understanding, nor favor to men of skill. I love this. But time and chance happens to them all. Time and chance comes to everyone. The issue is not the opportunity. The issue is perception. The issue is how do I view the world around me? The issue is this. Do I recognize opportunity when it comes? Some people get overwhelmed with opportunity and it's such a challenge that they see it as a negative thing. Some people view opportunity as a disaster and What happens in the course of your life after that is based on your beliefs and your perception. Listen, don't go away. Come back. I want to show you how to affect your perception so that you can start recognizing the opportunities in your life and make the decisions to support them. Our offer for this month is The Supernatural Power of Making Decisions. And it is an incredible, incredible offer that's going to help you make a journey into a whole new quality of life. But I want to give you for free a power tool for goal setting package that's gonna help you, it's gonna work with this series that we have. And the way you get that for free is to download my mobile app and turn on the push notifications. Or if you already have my mobile app, turn on the push notifications and we're gonna send this out to you. It's gonna change your world. So we're talking about the power of spiritual perception. I'm talking about being able to perceive and understand and recognize what's in the world around us based on our ability to sense things with our heart. You know, in the not too distant future, I really want to do a series about the flesh. Unfortunately, if most people heard the word flesh anywhere they would think it'd be all negative, but it really, really wouldn't be. But you see, we will always either perceive the world around us and ourselves through our five natural senses or through our five internal senses. Every physical natural sense that we have is mirrored in our inner senses. So I am either sensing the world through my five natural senses and thereby determining what's going on and invoking my intellect or I'm sensing the world around me from my heart. And rather than my intellect leading, I'll use my intellect, but rather than my intellect leading, my heart is leading, which tends to seem or feel a little more intuitive. But the problem is it's an issue of spiritual blindness. And spiritual blindness doesn't mean you're in sin. doesn't mean you're wicked. It just means how you've trained yourself to see and perceive the world based on your past experiences. I'm continually amazed at the spiritual blindness, or in other words, the lack of spiritual perception of many believers. It really seems that so few believers have any real capacity to recognize the opportunities that surround them. You know, this is one of the reasons... I developed heart physics. This is one of the reasons, you know, I put my head on the chopping block and created programs and put them out there and suffered a lot of ridicule and rejection because I knew most believers did not know how to live from their heart. They did not know how to recognize the voice of God in their heart. And you can learn how, and that's why we have a program called Heart Physics, which you can check out at heartphysics.com. But see, most of what we need to transform our current lives into our ultimate dreams, already surrounds us. But the problem is blindness of heart keeps us from seeing all of the blessings and promises of God that are already there, that are already surrounding us, that are already in the world outside of us. And, you know, they're available to us. And it really doesn't matter if it's relationships, health, success, or just living above the emotional stress of anxiety and depression. The life we want is just beyond the veil of our current perception. So one of the first steps of breaking out is we've got to break out of this emotional loop. And I've already explained the emotional loop. We think a certain way, and based on our life experiences, we think a certain way. This shapes our interpretation of the world, which then drives our beliefs And then our beliefs drive our decisions, which create our life experience. And our life experience validates or proves that the way we think is right. Man, that's a loop that is hard to break out of. You know, the Apostle Paul made two really interesting statements in the book of Corinthians. I find so interesting. First of all, you know, 1 Corinthians 13, 12, he says, For now we see through a glass darkly. You know, that's the way it is. So many times we can almost see the outline of the blessing over there, but we just can't quite bring it into focus where we can take hold of it and bring it into our heart. But there's another of scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 14, that is so interesting where he talks about a blindness among the children of Israel And he uses the model of when Moses went up to the mountain and Moses went up and got the commandments and he came back down and he had a veil over his face. In verse 14, he says, for unto this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament. Now, I want to tell you something, people who can't read the Old Testament and see Jesus in it, are people who have a veil over their eyes. And I can remember as a young preacher, you know, we would be critical of somebody if they preach out of the Old Testament too much. Nothing wrong preaching out of the Old Testament as long as you base it on the New Covenant. The problem is when you preach out of the Old Testament based on the Old Covenant. But sadly, the majority of preachers I ever heard preach out of the New Testament and base the New Testament on the Old Covenant, thereby turning it into works. And all that happens because we have a veil really over our heart. And it says that the veil is taken away in Christ. In other words, in Christ, our eyes should be open and we should begin to see Christ on every page of the Bible. We should begin to see Christ in every page of the Old Testament. But listen to this. In verse 15, he says, But even to this day when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Now, listen. Most people say, I gave my life to Jesus. Oh, You know something? we're not just talking about whether or not you got born again. The real question here is this, is have you really turned with your whole heart, and you've renewed your mind, or you're in this journey of renewing. None of us have completely renewed our mind. We're daily realizing thoughts and feelings and beliefs that are not based on the Word of God and renewing our mind, and so, no, I'm choosing what God says. But, you know, some people live as if every thought that floats through their mind is real, and they're going to wrestle with every thought and struggle. You can't do that. That'll drive you absolutely crazy. All you've got to do is when you recognize you're thinking something that's not based on on what God says about you in light of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And you change it. You just say, no, this is not true. This is true. You know, I'm putting this off, and I'm choosing this. You see, interestingly, though, because we live more out of our mind than out of our heart, we can only see what the mind accepts. And the mind only accepts that which reinforces the past that we've been living you know, this really reminds me of the reports. I think I mentioned this in a program a few weeks ago, but this really reminds me of the reports that were found in the ship's logs from both Magellan and Columbus, and I think even some other men that traveled the high seas. You know, they would often stop at islands inhabited by primitive people in search of food and supplies so they could continue on their voyage. And of course, stop and try to steal some gold or something while they were going. But anyhow, that's a whole other issue. But it was interesting that both Magellan and Columbus encountered natives that had no capacity to see their ships. Now, I've said this to you many times on this program, and it's medically you know, documented. We don't really see with our eyes. We're you know, we taking information through our eyes, but we see with our brains. And so if our brain doesn't accept something, then it's not going to let that image form in our head. So On occasion, and they recorded it in their ship's logs, when they would come to an island, the natives would see something out on the water. Sometimes it would look like a shadow. Sometimes it would look like just kind of heat waves on the water. They knew there was something out there, and this was beyond the scope of their culture. It was beyond the scope of what they had ever seen in their life. But when they would get out of the ships, get in the longboats and come to the shore, they would see them in the longboats, but they couldn't see the ships that they came from. It looked as if they just came out of eternity from nowhere. Well, again, what could possibly keep anyone from seeing a ship in the harbor? Well, when we realize that we see with our brain and not our eyes, it starts making sense. We train our brain to accept our cultural version of reality. And those things which are beyond our defined sense of reality cannot be conceived or will not be conceived by the brain. Therefore, when the eye picks up the image, our brain not only has no reference for what we're seeing, it is unwilling to perceive what we insist isn't real and what will make us wrong. We never want to be wrong. Now, to me, this is just incredible. See, God's promises are so good, but His Word seems so far removed that we've accepted the humanistic social norms as our hope for happiness. And sadly, we reject the Word of God. We push the Word of God beyond our boundaries, and we make it hard. We make it complicated. We make it like we, you know, we twist it into a religious exercise because we're not really willing to give up how we do things and how we see things. You know, the parable of the sower and seed, they asked Jesus, they said, why do you speak in parables? He said, because it's given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. And he says, but to those who are without, those who are without what? Well, this goes back to what he says, whoever has gets more. Whoever has what? This is what he's talking about. Those who have a heart that is open to a life bigger than they can imagine, those who have a heart that are willing to go to the place that all things are possible, that person is a person that when they hear the parables, unlike the people who just kind of see something on the other side of the veil, they hear the parables and go, I see it. I get it. It may even be unexplainable. I may not be able to word what I'm really seeing, but I'm telling you, I see it. I get it. This is reality. See, this is why Jesus, when he talked about narrow is the gate that leads to life, he's not talking about how hard it is to get saved. It's not hard to get saved. Getting saved, getting your sins forgiven. Jesus has already died for our sins. God's already forgiven our sins. There's no choice for him to make, but there's a choice for us to make. So we make a choice, we give our life to Jesus, bam, we experience salvation. But the problem is in the other arena areas of life, we live more humanistic. We live in more iniquity. We live in more the world's philosophy and we will not make the choice. The simple choices that say this is mine in Jesus. This is how God wants me to live. And Living this way is really what's going to bring peace and normalcy to my life. We just will not make the decisions that we need to make. And again, because we're created in the likeness and the image of God, God will not violate our will or make the decision for us. So we stay trapped in this emotional past as if it's our reality. Listen, come back for my mentoring moment. I'm gonna give you some, a few steps of application so you can break this past. <music> Don't forget, I've got a free offer for you this month, Power Tools for Goal Setting. I'm telling you, it's one of the best teaching series I've ever done on goal setting. But the way you get this is to download my mobile app and say yes to the push notifications. That's the only way you can get it because it's gonna come to you through a push notification. Also, if you already have my mobile app, be sure and go back and make sure you have turned on the push notifications. I got a lot of things I'm gonna be sending you to help you fulfill your goals, but you gotta have the app to get it. This year we're advancing our operation one billion. In other words, we are really stepping it up so that we can reach one billion people for the Lord Jesus with the gospel of the kingdom. Now, Jesus said that before He can return, the gospel of the kingdom has to be preached to the ends of the earth, of not just the gospel of conversion, not just Talking about Jesus, not just talking about getting saved, but the gospel of the kingdom. That's where Jesus is Lord. That's where we enter into this realm called the kingdom of God. That's where we usher in the return of the Lord Jesus to establish his kingdom here on earth. I am so excited about what we're going to do this year. Listen, if you've got my mobile app, you're going to be getting testimonies that will tell you about what's happening around the world as we're training people in Operation 1B. Or if you sign up for our blog or sign up for all of our notifications online, you can get this. I want to keep informed. I want you to see what's happening. I want you praying for and giving for the very best things in the world to happen for us. All right, let's talk about walking this thing out. You know, one of the first steps, and we had a great series on this in November and December, and you can go back and listen to it. It's on our website. But thankfulness, start with thankfulness because you see, you wanna bring yourself to where you're making these decisions, but you also wanna bring yourself to where in your heart you have. You have life in your heart. So choosing life then is not foreign to you. You see, thankfulness opens your eyes to what you have. It opens your eyes to what life could be because you start recognizing what you have. And this journey just begins with thankfulness. You know, thankfulness, it does more than just change our emotional state, even though it does that. It literally draws to us more of that for which we're thankful. Because now remember thankfulness comes because you are experiencing something. So if you're already experiencing something as if you have it, then you're experiencing abundance in your heart. And this sense of abundance draws more abundance. Now, you know, to the secular world, this would be called the law of attraction, but the Bible calls it sowing and reaping in your heart. Second thing, meditate Think on and ponder on this life that you want with as many details as you possibly can. And as this becomes more and more of a reality to you, you start getting more of what you've got, but you also gain the capacity because now this seems real to you. You gain the capacity to make the decision for that kind of life. Because it doesn't matter how much you think on it, how much you ponder it. If you don't make the decision, your heart can't take you there. And if you don't make the decision, your heart will go somewhere else. Now listen, the more your heart recognizes what you have for which to be thankful, the more you get those things that make you thankful. But if you focus on what all's wrong in your heart, then in your heart you will attract to you more of that kind of life. I'll tell you, this is all pretty simple. You'll pull out to listen to this two or three times or go through this whole series and do the exercises, but I'm telling you, this is going to change your world. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers Podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com, with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.